episode this is somewhat of an experiment um basically uh this podcast is going to be taken from an old recording and i was pretty nervous back then so i was kind of weird i was also taking this medication adderall that might have played a role in some of the weirdness um but i also just kind of get weird all the time so that might be pretty common on this podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the first episode, and here comes the podcast. The first topic is going to be something about schizophrenia. Uh, So, first let's start with this. What if schizophrenia is just individualization that becomes toxic? Introversion is a symptom of early schizophrenia, and this could be for many reasons. One of them could be that the person is fearfully retreating away from the world due to paranoid ideas, though I don't know if I would think that. What else it could be is that introversion itself can increase your chances of becoming psychotic, which I'll explain in a little bit. Introversion could lead to excessive personal development and introspection and extrospection. You could begin having a lot of time to think about everything that's going on with all the different things in your life, all the different things that you experience and your conception of them will start to get much more complex than probably everyone else that you're surrounded by because you have more time than them. Eventually it's obvious that that a person's beliefs will develop beyond what is socially grounded and what is consensus reality. So now I'm going to talk about the main topic, which is grandiosity versus paranoia. If you actually think about it, it is a split perception about your own internal intelligence. If you're processing highly theoretical and abstract associative ideas such as conspiracy or anything similar, then you will face a problem when empathizing. When we empathize, we generally we relate and assume that others are similar to us, but you may also assume differences and try to compensate for such. 
Now here is the two paths that you can choose when you're trying to empathize with the people you're surrounded by. We could assume that others are like us, and that they think theoretically, abstractly, deeply, and too deeply, which would make it so that when you're looking at people, you will start to uh, notice that they don't necessarily outwardly express complexity. They instead might come off as, as, as if they're hiding it. They might, um, uh, for example, like you might be analyzing someone deeply and then when they express their viewpoints of you they might oversimplify it and then it's either your choice to correct them and show them that you're thinking too complexly but then probably in early childhood this would cause judgment and isolation which is exactly how you would start introverting which could lead to more psychosis, especially if other people's intentions don't seem good. Then, of course, you will start to have a bias where you start to assume that other people are not having good intentions, which is what leads to paranoia. You might start assuming that people are hiding their complexity for some kind of reason, for some hidden intention that they're pretending or playing dumb in some sense, but not necessarily dumb in terms of memory or other things like that, which it could be, but instead it would be the thoroughness of someone and the other option, as opposed to assuming that people are similar to us, is to assume that they are actually different. For them to be different, we might assume that they are truly simple as they seem, which would lead to the symptom of grandiosity, which is also seen in schizophrenia. Both of these come from a higher state of awareness, theoretically speaking. Paranoia assumes everyone is just as aware as you, and grandiosity assumes that they aren't. That there are no facades, no deception. Psychosis is when you forget that you are more aware than other people and your assumptions kind of have a runaway effect. They start piling on to each other, epiphanies become automatic, they become almost unconscious. Something else we know about schizophrenia is that it can be induced by mostly 
Uh, we're not going to go into that, actually. But something else we know is that optical illusions were found to not occur in people who are schizophrenic or also those under the influence of psychedelic substances. And with that, I think optical illusions are reduction in awareness due to the repetition of exposure to something. For example, you see this corner right here. You are looking at a flat screen, but yet you kind of have an illusion of depth perception, even though it is most definitely just a flat screen. And so... An optical illusion, it, well, it's known that this illusion, for example, doesn't occur in tribes where, the, where, they, where their living quarters are not in this shape. It is a learned illusion, and we already know that. And so, with the schizophrenic, they would not experience this illusion. Instead, they would likely experience it in-depth perception and see it as it is. The experiment that they found this out with was called the rotating inverted mask illusion where when the mask is turning it sort of has the appearance that it's facing forward even though it's actually concave and schizophrenics for some reason do not see this and what's interesting is that's actually arguably a better perception of reality but I think that a lot of problems that come along with this kind of perception for one um, everyone else is seeing the world full of illusions and that instantly means you can't relate to any of them which would also enhance the introversion but also optical illusions can help us simplify everything and make it easier to understand the world around us even if it is a fake understanding but I think I think the way these optical illusions arise is from the repetition and exposure to the stimuli to the point that it sort of gets numbed out and replaced with a memory object of sorts which I think is in the temporal lobe I think the temporal lobe stores familiar patterns of sensory stimuli that we can recall based on cues. For example, this, we can just take these lines and ignore most other detail and fill in the blank with, with a perception that it is three-dimensional. And so most of our experience of life is completely not three-dimensional as an adult. And um, I think that having this kind of perception, though, can mean that 
that you not only see the world more complex in a lot of details, but you also... It, it would obviously change the way you think about what you're seeing because... because you wouldn't be able to reduce things as much and... I don't know, what you would consider as a familiar... Uh, I, don't, I don't know how to get into that actually, but... but I think you can kind of get where this is going. Um, let's see, I think stuff like conspiracy kind of arises from this because you're able to see, when, I think when you see this, something like this in its full detail, you're able to correlate patterns and details that other people have shut out and because of their simplifications, they would shut out most of the detail and probably experience this as just a group of lines or something like that, and objects or whatever it is that you're looking at will be simplified into however you define it. And, and I think that the schizophrenics likely would see all the associative traits that an object has in a non-simplified way so that they can relate this to other objects with the same traits and this would cause you to get carried away really quickly. You would start to think that you understand a lot more and you might but the problem is you don't if it's a person that doesn't check themselves or critically analyze, then they can get caught up in a lot of delusions, essentially. And because the rest of the world is based on people who might be... Well, actually, I don't know if I would argue this, but, but for the most part, you're surrounded by people who think in a much more simplistic way, in a more possibly general way you wouldn't really have anyone else to kind of slow you down or tell you that you're wrong and you'd probably, if you're in this state of mind, you'd probably easily pick up on other people's seeming simplicity, like with the grandiosity in a way that that you would you'd sort of uh, not trust their judgments and their perceptions. Like, what if you were able to figure out that everyone else is seeing a world of illusions and that you aren't? Why would you trust those people at all? And then that could lead to paranoia on its own as well. They might be able to notice differences in all the people rather than assume everyone is mostly similar, which is something I think might be a normal perception, maybe not, and that doesn't matter, but you might assume that there's people smarter than you, which everyone would, but if the schizophrenic is assuming people are thinking more complex than they are, then they would be worried about the kind of power 
that that person can have, especially politically, and that would give rise to things like conspiracy theory. And I think once the isolation sets in and all of the emotions and all the different things going on and probably it overworks working memory in the frontal lobe and a lot of things, you'd probably just slowly have cognitive dysfunctions from that point. You'd probably give up, especially if if you can't relate to anyone around you. And then I think the amount of mental decay would just slowly escalate until you're non-functional or pro probably like the disorganized schizophrenics. Um, well, this is basically it for now. I'm going to stop this because I'm Hopefully that was pretty interesting of a conversation there with myself. Um, so this sound quality was a little weird because of I took it from a video recording and I felt that it uh, was worthwhile to turn into a podcast because I cannot um, easily replicate a lot of the ideas in there without sitting down and just... Uh, watching the video over and over. So I figured I would upload it into a podcast. Um, so there's going to be more episodes, um, and the quality is definitely going to be better after this one because I'm not going to be taking them from videos like that. It'll be pretty much close or just the quality that you're hearing right now unless I improve it. Um, so I'm going to leave you guys with this track that I, um, wrote and produced and everything. Um, it's pretty cool. It's called Above Awe. And, um, uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.